here we go. It's episode 33 of Beers in the Lot. Gear nuts rejoice. This episode is for you. Our guest tonight is Cooper Goalie, Charles Partridge. He not only has an amazing collection of vintage goalie gear, he wears his collection. He uses it in games. We talked to Charles not only about how he got started, but also about playing the stand-up style of goaltending from hockey of yesteryear. I'm sure you can imagine he had some really interesting stories to tell. So no more imagining. Let's go. Gotta watch my Guinness. Aaron decided to go with a glass. Well, well, it's a Guinness. You gotta yeah. pour it into a glass. Can't drink that out of the bottle. And you gotta, <laughs> you gotta watch set. it alive. Yeah. yeah, you gotta yeah. let it settle a little bit. <laughs> well, I apologize. I was gonna bring a glass down and pour half of my beer into that because I don't like to pick sides. So I, <laughs> I, I would join both teams there. <laughs> Can beer team. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm normally on team can, but uh, yeah, tonight you got to make an exception. Uh, Aaron has Guinness. I have Guinness. Uh, John, what do you got? I have the Monday night brewing from our buddy blind pirate orange IPA. Eric, what about you tonight? I went with one of my last uh, three Floyd's brewing beers. Uh, Alpha King pale ale. Pretty cool. Awesome. Can art again. Very good. American. Hell. Awesome stuff. What do you got, Danny? So I went with a uh, Samuel Adams Wicked Hazy Juicy New England IPA. It's great oh. if you haven't tried it. Absolutely. Sounds love very it. crafty for a Sam Adams. Yes. <laughs> you should give it a try, Aaron. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Expand won't, your palate. Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, uh, how about Charles? What are you drinking tonight? I've got this fine Canadian Pilsner. Not sure if you've heard of it. Uh, Labatt Blue Light. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> With some really special can art going on. Oh yeah. That, that's a, it's that's a great a hockey tire with a wing on it. Yeah. yeah. It's not a Sens logo, it. so you can be proud it's of it. Not a sense it's logo. not a Sens logo, so you can be proud of that right now. <laughs> Welcome, Charles. Charles Partridge, Cooper Goalie. We're really excited to have you on tonight to talk about uh, this, this amazing collection of Cooper and, and other assorted pads and stuff, the goalie persuasion. So welcome on. We're, we're really excited to talk to you tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here and talk about it. Seems to be <laughs> what I do the best. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, the YouTube channel is awesome. I was basically binge watching the last week or so uh, since we got hooked up um, through John. Um, uh, the, the stuff that really caught my eye is when you do the tributes to certain players. Uh, oh, yeah. I think, I think that's awesome. When you get the whole team, get up going, uh, the, the old school, like St. Louis blues was amazing. Uh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, man. Like that, that stuff is just sick. Yeah. That, that kit itself is like, I say it in the video. It's, it's the epitome of the over the top nineties splash as much color <laughs> as you can and let's throw a bunch of weird angles and swooshes and that so yeah i, I really like that one gets a lot of attention it's definitely awesome a sweet kit i personally like the uh the 95 detroit vipers get up yeah that was another sweet favorite too. yes that was awesome i don't i, I don't have any non-favorites <laughs> <laughs> they're all favorites yeah <laughs> 
everybody asks me that, you know, like, well, what's your favorite glove? Well, all of them. I don't, <laughs> how do I pick a favorite? <laughs> if, if I if I have it, it's a favorite. If I sold it, I didn't like it. There you go. <laughs> you don't get a collection with <laughs> if you only yeah. like one glove. <laughs> well, plus, like, I have um, 10 Cooper Reactor 5 trappers. Those are all my favorite Cooper Reactor 5 trappers. They're the same. They're just different <laughs> colors. Right. So, Is it kind of like picking a favorite kid? Like you're just not supposed to do that? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of my kids are listening, so, yeah. <laughs> I was watching some of the videos of uh, playing like three on three in the o- on the ODR. Man, that looked like it was so much fun. <laughs> it it's a blast. It's it's a large outdoor rink. The the guy that does it, it's in his backyard, puts a lot of effort into it. And um I I got connected through an, another guy I know that runs a private league in the area. And those two guys have known each other forever. And I think the first time was like four years ago right after I started this, I got asked to come out and play. I think it was the first time out there, I think was like the three on three tournament for the year. And I, I sucked really bad, but I looked pretty mm. good. I went New Jersey devils for that one. Nice. So, <laughs> I'm heating pads and I looked pretty good. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> but they kept inviting me back, which was amazing because I love it out there, especially the nighttime stuff. Cause you put up all the big led lights it's just, yeah. it's just perfect. You can't get better hockey than that. And I, I get lucky because I get to take my son out there with us and, you know, play with him and against him. And that makes it even better. That's awesome. That's He's awesome. the reason yeah. I started playing was because he oh, plays yeah. hockey. And so, you know, having that connection with him was, has been pretty special. That's awesome. I was definitely jealous watching those. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of got a late start then, right? In hockey. Yeah, yeah. I never played hockey as a kid or anything and never skated. I started in, I think it was like somewhere around fall of 2016 is the first time I ever put a set of pads on. And it was just for fun. And I about killed myself just mm-hmm. stepping on the ice. And I think I didn't have skates. So we stopped at like a plate again sports and I just found a pair of skates. And nice. they were, I didn't think I, I'm a hockey dad. I know better, but like, I didn't get them sharpened or anything, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and it was, um, it was just like my, my kids, my wife, I think my oldest son's girlfriend at the time. And we just rented private ice and horsed around. And I had, um, before that I had, uh, gone through like a year of getting myself healthy. I'd, I'd had a lot of health problems and one part of that was I put on a lot of weight over the years and that was making things worse. And I, I lost all that weight and I had been walking, I had been bike riding and stuff and it was all boring. And <laughs> I thought, you know what, what the heck, man, I'll just throw the pads on and I'll be your goalie. And, you know, after an hour of that and just being physically exhausted, dead from head to toe, and then realizing it was the most fun I'd ever had in my life. <laughs> and we, we unfortunately didn't get to do it again until like November for my son's party his birthday we did we rented the ice and we had like 50 people out there and i was oh, the man. only goalie and uh <laughs> it was it was little kids to adults you know and again i just i had a blast so at that point i just said you know what i'm 
I'm just going to do this. I'm going to jump in. And um, my son had a private trainer at the time. And so I started going out on the ice with them and being their goalie. And huh. he, we know a lot of other like junior players and stuff around here. And we'd call them up and say, hey, you want to go? I'll rent the ice if you want to go out there with us. And, you know, all these like 18, 19, 20 year old kids were rocking pucks at me. <laughs> vintage gear oh, I'm, wearing like, I'm wearing like a 1970s gm9 leather glove and they're ripping you know wrist shots at me and i loved it i, I even loved the pain i loved i loved the, <laughs> hand, the swollen hand and bruises and stuff because i just never had experienced that and i mm. i just couldn't believe i never did anything like that before in my life that i never took that step to <laughs> at least giving it a try I mean, I, I could have 30 years under my belt right now instead, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll get it in. I think that's the cool part about the sport, right? Is that I think people can pick it up later in life and have a good time with it and, and find a place to play. For sure. You Definitely. Know? I, I um, have heard that most, most players who do that though, their biggest regret is that they didn't start sooner. <laughs> but yeah. that's my biggest Mine. regret. I didn't start until I was 18 and yeah, same sort of thing. I wish I'd started when I was a kid. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think back like my son's been playing since he was like two and a half. And like all those times, you know, when they're little and it's like father son skate for the practice day and I didn't do it because I didn't do that. And I think about all those things I missed that way because you know, physically I probably couldn't have back then, but I should have at least gave it a try. Right. Mm. I make a fool of myself in front of the other hockey parents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first, the, fun, the first six months of that stuff was cause I couldn't skate. So mm -hmm. I just thought, but I mean, you watch it on TV and it looks easy. They just kind of stand <laughs> there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Plus for me, I watch a lot of old videos even then. So I was watching, you know, like old seventies uh, and eighties games and it looked kind of easier there. And, uh, yeah, I spent six months of like, just trying to stay on my feet in the crease and not fall backwards and smash my head on the oh. crossbar or something, you know, <laughs> oh, right. the amount of energy, you don't realize that if you can skate, but the amount of energy it takes just to stand on skates is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And the mental focus that it takes when you don't know what you're doing. So <laughs> I, I learned yeah. the hard way. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, watching your videos and you, you do, you know, you put a lot of gameplay, uh, usually in the back half of the videos now, right? Um, you definitely have that old school stand up style, you know, that, that 70s, 80s stand up style. I'm going to stand up until the puck hits me kind of thing. Is that, you know, on purpose? Is it because of the videos that you watch? Is it because you're using that gear? You know, what? What's going on there? Kind of a lot of that. It's, um, I really try to primarily focus in like the mid late eighties to nineties style, you know, not really a butterfly, but a back then it was still like, do whatever you could to stop a puck instead right. of just skate saves and pad stacks. Like they, it evolved because the game got faster. So goalies were doing everything, but the Hashik style of goalie, you know, you had to, to some degree, do that. And primarily that's my gear collection is in that era too. Uh, the other thing is like, I just, I have terrible knees. I have a bad back. I, I'm old. 
I'm not going to try to butterfly slide. <laughs> like I just know that's right. an injury to me and I don't want to go that route. I feel so much better not trying that stuff. Um, and, and my gear isn't built for that. You, you right. can't have Cordura yeah. sides on your pad and try to butterfly slide. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to get stuck or spin in a circle. <laughs> so, I'm sure playing men's league and everything, a lot of those guys grew up playing either goalies similar to that style or a hybrid of kind of what you are currently, where you said you're predominantly stand up. Do you ever have shooters come up to you and say, man, that really fooled me. Like, why are you standing up there? You know, or why aren't you going down? Stuff like that. Do you ever get any critiques like that? Not, not so much specific like that, but so my primary league is I play in an old timer league. I play up with the older kids. I'm in the 60 and over division. And uh, <laughs> those guys, I think, appreciate it the most because they've been playing so long that they went through a period where everybody they were playing against was the modern style, like, you know, and then now I'm in there. And so now they, when something scrambly happens and I miraculously save the puck and the three rebounds I cause, then they come <laughs> up to me and, and they like, how'd you do that? You know? I have a video, I think, called um, uh, I, got com- I Got Compared to Carey Price or something like that. And I thought, a little weird thing, but I guess that's his way of relating it. A major save in modern memory to him and mm. what I did to him. And, um, but in the younger ones, no, they just all think that I suck and <laughs> they have no problem peeking <laughs> in on me. So I just charge out and, you know, lunging poke jack at them and stuff nice. and 33 percent of the time it works and i can uh i can laugh at them when they skate away with their head head down so. <laughs> I, i'm not that great but I, I get aggravated quickly when there's like that one ringer on a team and he keeps trying to do that stuff you know so uh i don't mind harassing him when i make the one out of four saves against him right (laughs) so when you say that i know you're like keying in on the 80s early 90s you're not like billy smith like if you come near near you in the crease you're not hacking people i hope right no i I threatened (laughs) a guy last week okay uh, i i I don't know if it's in the video i just did or i played twice three times last weekend and i don't know if it's in the one i just put or the one i'm editing but guy came in real hard through my through my crease from right on the post and i poked it away from him standing and i i threatened him the next time he tried it because he was hauling he was coming mm. through you know and it's like come on it's beer league yeah. we'd have both been hurt yeah i would have i told him the next time he comes through he'll feel it he didn't do it <laughs> probably didn't get an opportunity so <laughs> there's uh there's one game video didn't drop my gloves is the formal answer um <laughs> i had a there's a guy just really it was in the uh like d league late at night stuff and this guy was just to show off and i had a puck covered and a whistle blows and he's still like jabbing at me and i'm i'm laying out on my belly and he's jabbing in between my legs with his stick <sighs> and i got i was so mad i yeah a couple times with it and i i got up and and I one glove didn't come off, and I wanted like they separated us, and the ref was trying to toss me out. And I told him because of my blocker that was off, and I told him I just threw my stick down, my blocker's loose, it fell off, you know. 
He's like, oh, okay, never mind. You can stay in the game. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it, was, it was nice to me. The refs love me the most. Now you're done because you just said that out loud. Like that, that trick ain't going to work anymore. So you're going to have to do your glove <laughs> hand, I guess. Yeah, you're going to have to do your glove hand next time. Over. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the officials seem to appreciate the gear the most, honestly. Yeah. I, when I think about it, like the refs are, I have refs that like make me stay and take pictures with them afterwards. And um, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's funny. So uh, that, and they're just so used to everybody playing butterfly. So when I do crazy stuff to stop a puck, just cause I don't have any other skill set, they think that it's amazing be- that like I'm doing it on purpose or something, you know, I'm just trying to stop the damn puck. So <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier that uh, like one of the first times you went out and had like sore hand and everything and you were using older gear. So might not have protected you as well. Is that, you said you like it though. Uh, you kind of answered my question, I guess. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask if it, if you feel safe in some of the older gear. Some of it, I don't really feel that safe. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I try to judge it based on what I'm going to be playing. Right. So I'll wear the old two piece, you know, shoulders and then belly pad in my old timer league. Cause there's no slap shot rule. Mm. I'll also wear a fiberglass face hugger in that league because there's no slap shot. If I'm in like D league, I usually try to wear at least, you know, mid nineties gear. Um, yeah. And, uh, even last weekend I, I played in the, in my old timer, a division, which is the younger of the older group. And, uh, you know, I wore Cooper reactor five. So 1995 chest protector, the first shot on goal was a killer wrist shot from like that face off dot. And it hit me right square in the sternum and I Oof. felt it. And, and the whole next day I had a red circle on my chest. <laughs> oh man. And, um, oh, man. But you know, I didn't, I didn't get hurt. It's, I like it. it it's, it <laughs> reminds me of the fun I had the night before. So right. I try nice. not to be stupid with my decisions, but, and base it on the quality of, or the age group or the rule set of what I'm going to go do. Didn't Gar Snow like staple roof shingles to like his chest protectors and stuff? <laughs> I remember hearing stuff I, like that. I haven't heard that one, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, his yeah. chest protectors yeah. were huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's, uh, mentioning Gar Snow here, uh, who are some of your, your idols uh, as a Detroit fan? I got to imagine Hashik is on that list. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, Osgood and Hashik are. Yeah probably my top two for, you know, modern or somewhat modern era goalies. But I, I still, I, I really enjoy watching, you know, the seventies really to me is a, the epitome of like the, the, they all were brave even before that when they didn't wear hardly any gear and stuff, but the game was a lot different too. But then in the seventies is when you start getting, you know, more common for slap shots and the pucks coming off the ice and you got guys out there like you know gump worsley that are still not wearing a mask and playing into his mid-40s coming out of retirement to play again and you know i was gonna say he had a revival he saw almost like two styles of nhl yeah those I enjoy watching that stuff all the time and i don't care what goalie it is i don't care if it's ihl or you know, NHL or any of that, like, it's just amazing 
to watch them. I don't care that they gave up four to five goals a game because look what they were doing it wearing. And, you know, I have like, like I, I had video just recently. I wore um, mid eighties GP 95 leather pads. They're stuffed with deer hair and K-pop mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wore Lang skates. So yeah. the Lang skates alone are three and a half pounds each. A lot yeah. of people don't understand what that means <laughs> when you're playing a goalie position. The pads are six and a half to seven pounds. So you have over 10 pounds on each leg just to get wow. out there. Watch those games and think of that while you're watching those guys move around and, and then top it off with, you know, the wooden sticks they were using, the old Northlands and stuff. Oh, I know man. it only weighs a couple pounds, but today's stick is measured in grams. Right. Yeah. You know, like to be able to do what they did with the equipment they had while that game was evolving big time throughout the seventies, just mind blowing to me. And, uh, I can't play that way. I just, I can't make skate saves. I've tried, I'm, I'm practice. I do it all the time. I try to do it. And one of these days for me, the problem is I don't have the muscle memory. I don't have the years of practicing and playing that way. So it's hard for me to read a play as it's coming towards me to know that's the selection I should make, which is why I end up in scramble mode all the time. Um, So love watching the videos and seeing them do it, especially again, some of these guys that were maybe a little bit on the heavier side at that point in their careers and still playing that way and facing 40 shots a game and, it's amazing and wearing 30 pounds of gear. Right. <laughs> well, and the, I think the most interesting thing you state, cause I've seen it in some of your videos, you're wearing the older nineties and eighties model skates where they're practically oh, yeah. like pancakes on your ankle. They're older skates. They're leather. Normally, you know, that that's a very yeah. difficult thing. Yeah. I, I try not to wear my oldest skates because yeah, your ankles hurt. The guy has some real old Bowers that are just a leather boot mm-hmm. and a real small plastic cowling on it. And it, it, it hurts your ankle so bad. And again, those guys back in the sixties and seventies were wearing that kind of stuff. The Langs, I made that mistake. I don't, I've only worn my Langs twice. I shouldn't have worn them for a game that meant something because I wasn't used to them. My primary skates are mid nineties. CCM tax, the high end 852. So they are, they have like a Kevlar section to them and they're pretty stiff on the ankle. Um, but yeah, they're still like considerably heavier than what anybody is wearing today. Even if you're wearing a used skate today, like, you know, if you're not wearing a custom one piece true or something, um, they're really heavy. In fact, I moved I moved, I had, a, I have a shelf over there. I had built like a little display thing for my older skates. I moved them over to my actual just stuff for display now. Just so I <laughs> oh, don't yeah. accidentally get it in my mind that I need to wear those again. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've put them over on the like, this is some cool stuff on display shelf. Yeah. So yeah. You said your tour video was like three years old. Are you uh, planning on making another video? Yeah. Step one was uh, preparing for this. Uh, talking to you guys and having my camera on i cleaned up a little bit <laughs> so at the beginning of the coronavirus stuff started working from home um i remodeled down here i built more racks i built this big wall put the workbenches over here um 
and I was going to do it then got in the way and then I started doing a bunch of projects and I just I put an extra table back here behind me that I moved over there for now and I got another sewing machine that I don't have a spot for so it kind of floats around on a rolling desk and I it just got overwhelming uh the amount of stuff I had in here and I never got around to doing the video but I do plan on it um I'm probably going to take over a little more space on that wing of the basement back here and uh set up a little bit better and and then do it so i have this nice uh like pegboard wall now so like cage parts and tape and masks and tools are hanging over on that side and my vinyls and my cleaning supplies are all up here and it it's a lot more practical than that last video when my workbenches were like in the middle of the room i had mm. to paint this a post red because I kept I I have a curtain here for work, so when I'm on web calls for work, nobody can see <laughs> what nice. I'm doing when I'm not on web calls. Oh. I I would move the curtain and go to walk out and walk into that pole right there. Oh no! So oh. I, painted it, I painted it bright red so I would stop doing that. Should put some pads on it. Yeah, some pads on. Yeah, strap some pads around it. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet having a collection that old, and you already touched on with a sewing machine. There's a lot of upkeep. There's a lot of repairs. There's probably a lot of stuff you do to get it ready. You know, for game action. Did you have any of those skills before you took on this collection or started, or is this something as you've grown over time, you've gotten better and better? So no, I I didn't any of those skills i i guess the most important skill is the willingness to try something and yeah the last time i had sewed was in the seventh grade in home ec class i made a hmm. what's know, that uh, home ec <laughs> 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 that's what they used to force us to take in seventh grade yeah <laughs> we had to learn to cook and clean oh. so, uh, man i could have used one of those yeah <laughs> yeah we know yes. Yeah, we know, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I had this old used uh, sewing machine from like a Goodwill or something and tried using that to do some work. It was just junk. You know, even for jerseys, it wasn't working. And, um, and then ultimately, I, a benefit a lot of people don't have, and that is that I, I've become friends with and, um, you know, a master craftsman. So Glenn Miller lives like 30 minutes from me. And we become pretty good friends. And I, until coronavirus, used to go over and hang out all the time and be in his workshop and, you know, get a lot of uh, firsthand training from him. And he helps, he's helped set me up with tools that I need um, just for like, um, like making my own leather straps. So I, I wanted to do it kind of the old way. And so I bought an antique hundred year old riveting machine but it didn't have the right anvil. And so he helped get me a custom anvil made and, you know, and then he supplied me with the parts and trained me how to use it. And, you know, then he called me up one day and said, hey, I'm ordering leather. Do you want to split a hide with me? You know, and like, wow. To me, it was like, it was like a jaw dropping moment because I mean, this is Glenn Miller. Like Everybody in my world of vintage gear knows Glenn Miller and too bad. Unfortunately, a lot of young folks don't, even though, for seven years he was involved in Vaughn recently, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it just, um, 
I've been lucky to have that, you know, resource to help me and teach me. And, um, and, and really one of the best things he does for me is just tell me to do it, try it, you know, Hmm. you're not going to screw it up that bad. Just go for it. Yeah. So I do, Hmm. or he'll tell me, bring it over there and he'll help me with the try it part. So that, that's good too. Yep. And I, now I have a whole box of stuff that I'm taking over to him because <laughs> I, I don't have the right. I have a bunch of uh, blockers that need to be repalmed and I, I don't have the right sewing machine for that. And uh, so it's been a year, you know, since I've been over there. So the stuff is just stacking up and I'm, I'm going to go over there one of these days with a beer and a couple of boxes of blockers that need to be reformed <laughs> so i can you want to take more than a beer just to oh just yeah <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take mrs miller a lemonade too yeah there you go, there you go. <laughs> so yeah um i didn't have any of the skill set i just didn't know how to say it's not worth trying i might as well and a lot of it's a lot easier than it seems, especially with the old leather stuff, because a lot is all done by hand. A lot of it, and the repairs are. Uh, that's actually how I started the YouTube thing. It wasn't about putting my games on YouTube. I started my first video is repairing wood goalie sticks, old ones. Um, you know, and then it was like I had a pair of pads that had a sewn-in thigh strap, and it was broken, like. Well, I'll do a video on how I replace it. And I made a strap from leather. You know, I bought like a scrap thing of leather and marked it out and used a roller to cut it. And, um, and I sewed it in. I did this little stupid video about it, you know. And so I just started, I was just doing that kind of stuff because I, I belonged to a lot of these Facebook, like collector groups and discussion groups. And it's, there's always the same questions over and over and over of how do I do this? Here's a link to a video. Check it out. Right. Yeah. I know this guy. He's pretty cool. So. <laughs> when when did you start the collection? Did you start it when you started playing or was it before that? Uh, it was before that. Um, I have collected hockey and memorabilia and all kinds of stuff for 20 some years. Sure. And uh, one day it evolved into like I... I bought a box of goalie gear, you know, and I was like, wow, this stuff's <laughs> kind of cool. And and that just, you know, then the next thing, then the next thing. And I had some pieces that I wanted information about and I thought maybe should move on to someone that maybe appreciated it more or knew more. So I got involved in some Facebook groups and it was from that, like then all of a sudden coming across this large batch of people that are this community of people talking about their memories of the old gear and stuff. And, um, and I started to realize uh, an appreciation for the craftsmanship of it. And then from my point of view too, and really it's kind of why I focused in the Cooper thing is that it, the business aspect of it. And like to, to when you think back that there's a point where Cooper Canada was like the biggest thing on the planet for hockey equipment. Yeah. And here we are now and there are. There's an entire age bracket that has never really heard the words Cooper Canada before um, or seen the logo or, you know, like, how did that happen? So I started digging into that part, the history of it, because that's kind of what I like to do, you know, and, and, and realizing like that, 
it's so crazy that this stuff's not out there anymore. That this is a brand that dominated North America for sure and parts of Europe. And the best wore the brand. And then it just disappeared in the snap of a finger, you know. Um, so I, I really focused on that because I really liked the evolution of it and the and the concept of that. So um I've I've I have lots of other brands of stuff because I appreciate all of the history of it. It's why I like the story of Kineski and Glenn Miller and even Vaughn and um, you know, and so on. So uh is this an intervention? Are you guys <laughs> <laughs> You're making we have me something say to tell you out loud? Yeah. No, yeah, we no, have something no, to tell you. No, no, yeah. because I, I you know, we went back and forth in the email and I, I really appreciate the history of the game too and and I think that the equipment and the advances in the equipment over the years um are a huge part of the game and where it's gone and and where it's going today even and so i i just i find it really interesting that somebody you know decided to start collecting vintage gear um and then you know having the audacity to actually use it you know that's <laughs> yeah that's like that's like the next step you know i i think uh from just appreciating it um and and you know you were saying before like uh about you know having to learn how to do the repairs and everything and it's just a uh, do it mentality well i think that comes from the fact that like you stepped on the ice with this gear and decided you were going to play like you were already there the 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 gear repairs is nothing compared to guys taking shots at you and you're wearing yeah. you know 40 year old <laughs> gear you know <laughs> so there's one for you what's the newest gear you've ever used have you ever used uh -huh. gear that's that's relatively new no Lately? uh no? I, so a couple pieces. I had a set of Batram Bold pads that I really liked. They just didn't fit me, uh, my collection and whatnot. But those were like 1997, I think Scott told me. Um, and I had a full set of Vaughn TV1s. And um, I played so terribly. And I couldn't, like they, I just couldn't adjust to that style of pad even it was more huh. of a more on the butterfly side of a hybrid pad and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't even get up off the ice when i went down so i just <laughs> couldn't move them right so I, I wore them like twice i think and then uh those went those went away and i have a i have a glenn miller phx trapper so I think that's like mid two thousands or something, but I've never actually used it because it just doesn't look right with any of my other gear. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's like, it was never even used. I don't, I don't bought it on Kijiji or something. I don't remember, but, um, <laughs> I think that's the newest thing I have or have ever had maybe a couple of sticks that are newer, but those have all been moved out to the garage. So, hmm. um, I don't I don't like using a really lightweight stick. It just doesn't doesn't feel right to me. Um and I say it in my videos all the time too, but when you use a wood stick, the sound the puck makes is just it makes me smile in the middle of a game. When you hear that that ricochet sound through the rink and I've had the other goalies 
when we're crossing mid, you know, at periods, like stop and ask me like, holy cow, how hard was that shot? And I show them the stick and they're like, oh yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have any newer stuff and I don't, I get asked all the time. Like I've had guys challenge me, like they'll wear my vintage stuff if I wear their warrior G fives or something. Like I, it'd be pointless because I'm going to have to strap them on tight and I don't think they're capable because you play butterfly and you probably removed any extra straps there were. And if mm-hmm. I fall, if I go down on my knees, like I'm not going to be able to get up because the pad's going to be loose and I'm not going to be able to use the resistance against it to get up. So that probably won't ever happen. Hmm. Yeah. Plus I might hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question. So in your massive collection or still out there somewhere do you have a holy grail item whether it's a stick skate like my holy grail your holy grail or kind of in the circle you travel in with the vintage gear collector collectors is there a holy grail item i probably have a few holy grails (laughs) (laughs) i have a couple of the three pocket cooper legends trapper and that's like a unicorn to a lot of people. Um, I have two sets of 1950s Kineski leather pads that have no outside knee roll. So like uh, Bauer and Gump and lots of other guys wore. Um, so I have two sets of those. One set I've worn several times. And I mean, those are probably, oh, the red lettered Northland stick too. I have a like new old stock Northland with red logo on it. Uh, just got that like a couple months ago, actually. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's, and I'm sure there's others. I just, I showed off on like Instagram and stuff, this Heaton 1750 catch glove I just bought. And like mm-hmm. my messenger and text messages blew up. Like everybody <laughs> wants the glove because it's an early glove. Yeah. <laughs> And sorry for them. I liked it. It fits me well. It's it's just an overall. I mean, it's a it's an early Heaton, so it's there's no there was no junk made by him then. So it is an amazing glove. I love it. It's Nash Palm, and um, I won't wear it all the time because I don't wear anything all the time. But uh, it'll stay in the rotation for sure. Nice. See, as yep. a as a skater, the holy grail item, I guess, are the Jofa helmets, like the Gretzky broomball Jofa helmets. I have four. I have a green, yellow, red, blue. The nice. white and the blacks. Yeah, it's taken me a few years and a little more money than I won't say how much I paid for <laughs> some of them. But uh, the white and the black are still like I can't find them anywhere. And if I do, they're probably they're too much. Um, I but it, but I didn't like how those fit me. I've oh, I love the way everyone I've I, had. I only wear them for coaching. I I would never right. step on the ice in the game <laughs> in the history of my life. Like no, I I remember I remember a few years ago, Eric and I and Danny, I believe Aaron was in Minnesota at this point. We played in one of the Labatt Blue tournaments down in Laurel, and there was an ex NHLer that played in it. He arrived late to the game. He had the Jofa helmet on. And he had sweatpants with shin guards, like wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> he probably wasn't wearing bows. And I remember like, yeah, the Jofa helmet. And I just looked at, I was like, sick bucket, dude. I remember someone on our team just was like, if he falls, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you didn't have a favorite, but do you have maybe a kit that you feel like you play better in? 
Oof. No. I have some kits. I feel like I start the game thinking I don't play as good. <laughs> um, the GP Pros, they're a box pad um, attempt from Cooper. And they're they're foam stuff so they're they're like molded shaped that way they're not stuff shaped and i feel like i don't i get it in my head because of the walk to the rink i feel like i'm hitting the pads and they just don't feel right or something Mm. but i get over it pretty quickly and once the game gets going um and i've i've done it enough now with those that i i know don't worry about it just get out there and soon as the first puck comes your way you'll be fine type of thing right they also they also happen to rotate more than i like but i i deal with that too so uh but other than that no i don't think any pad makes me any better um that the only time and i i was very sincere in that video uh even though i kind of made it a funny video was the skates i should have never wore the langs for a a game that meant something to other guys (laughs) You know, they, I, I get questioned all the time about it. Like, well, how can you play? How can you progress and get better if you're not getting comfortable in your gear? And again, I, I still point out, I have like nine sets of Cooper reactor fives. <laughs> They're all the same. I don't care what yeah. color it is. They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't think that's ever a problem to my game. Um, but and I, I do my best to make sure that the guys I play with when it's a league game, and I know we're all playing for fun, especially my old timers, like, you know, maybe some of those guys think they have limited amounts of time left for fun. I don't know. Or to win that championship <laughs> and hold the trophy. But I explain to them, like, I won't make decisions like that, that I feel would cost me or make me worse right. and risk yeah. things like it's that because that would take away the fun. I like to win, too. I, I really like to win. I can hate losing. Like sometimes I do a lot of losing. Um, so I won't do it on purpose to, you know, just for a video or anything. Right. I, I don't. And when I wore the laying skates, it was a last minute decision because I was looking at the gear and I thought yeah, enough people egg me on when I post pictures of this stuff and they realize I don't have the right skates. They tell me I need to be wearing langs or old Bauer Supremes <laughs> or white cowling. And I grabbed the langs, you know, and when I got to the <laughs> rink, I was thinking about it like shit. I had them sharpened and I played on an outdoor rink and they were way too sharp for that. So I went to the gravel and I, I dulled them off yeah. and I, I was comfortable. I played two hours that way and comfortable on the outdoor rink. One of our guys is injured. So he's acting like our coach on the bench, you know, and I handed him my, my little, uh, re-edge tool. And I said, Hey take that to the bench for me just in case, you know? And sure enough, <laughs> I got out there and I couldn't move. And they are about a quarter inch taller blade and about a pound heavier than my other skates. They're about an eight, uh, 16th of an inch wider, I think on the blade too. Just everything about all of that, man, I was a, I was a mental wreck in that game. <laughs> I could not get comfortable. <laughs> and, uh, you can see in the video where my, especially my left leg, I was like, instead of, instead of, uh, smoothly going to the post, I was like lifting my leg and moving it over because like I couldn't slide over. it. Yeah. 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 And I, I did what I could with that game and it sucked. So 
<laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't normally, I, I've, it's the first time that's ever happened to me in all the games. I've played a lot of games in the last few years, you know, just since I started. Cause I just decided when I was doing this, I would take any game I could possibly get. So there were times I was like subbing four or five times a week at the beginning. Wow. And, um, because that was, I did a lot of training and stuff too first. And when I thought I was ready, I tried to join a team and they didn't have openings for any of the teams in the adult league. So I was on the sub list. And then I showed up for a game one time and there was this old guy coming out. Like he had his gear there and he pulled his car up to load it instead of carrying it. <laughs> nice. It gets better. I saw he was, I saw he had leather Glenn Miller pads, brown leather. And this guy was easily in his seventies. And I thought, I need to talk to this guy. So I just stood by his gear and waited for him to pull up and we got talking and I told him how I know Glenn and all this. And he was friends with Glenn for years. And that was the last set of pads Glenn made before he left Ann Arbor, Michigan and went to British Columbia and huh. they were custom made for him. And, and then he said, Hey, who do you play on? And I was like, well, I just saw right now. And he said, well, I play in a league that's going to need a goalie. Cause I'm retiring after this summer. I can't do it anymore. I've had my hip replaced. I've had both knees replaced. I just can't do this anymore. And I, he told me about it being like this 50 and over thing. And I wasn't 50 even. And, uh, I told him that and he said, don't worry, I'm on the board of directors. I'll sign a waiver for you. <laughs> Everybody needs and, goalies. Uh, yeah. I mean, goalies are the one yeah. thing. Goalies are popular. Yeah. I thought that's really cool. Cause he's never even seen me play. Why would he do this? I told him I'm new and everything. We got talking and we kind of got to be friends for a while. This man used the same pair of skates for 47 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, man. Because he, he's like, I've had those skates for 47 years. I'm like, well, what do you mean you've had, like, you've used them that long? Oh, yeah. It's the only skates I've used in my adult life. Wow. <laughs> like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> he's had oh to have sharpen those things three times. Like yeah. in 47 <laughs> years, like every decade. Year, yeah. Wow. Every decade he just rolls around. Wow. And, uh, that's wild. Sure enough. He retired. He was still on the board and I got drafted and, um, <laughs> the joke in my household again, cause my kid has played hockey since he was a baby at that. There was a point just after squirts when he started playing up an age group. Right. And that was a big deal. That's a big deal for kids. Yeah. And so when I got drafted to the 60 and over division, like that was me bragging. This has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for asking me. I, I've enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot, man. Thank, thank you, so guys. Much, I really yeah. had a, I had a great time. Thanks. Awesome. Keep it up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You thank hey, you, you too, yeah. man. You too. Yeah, you too. Yeah. You're, the, you're the brave one. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Appreciate right, it. Thank one. you. Bye. So that's it for episode 33. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks especially to Charles Partridge, Cooper Coley, for coming on the show and talking to us. Be sure you check out his YouTube channel. And you can see some of the gear that he was talking about this episode. And don't forget to check us out on social medias at Beers in the Lot. And check out beersinthelot.com the links to Discord and Patreon. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll get you next week.